Well, this week on Living an Ultra Life podcast, I am so excited to be joined by one of my favorite kick-ass women in the world from Sheridan, Wyoming, Christine Dietrich. Welcome, Christine. Hi, Mike. Hi, everyone listening. It is so cool to uh, just be on here telling your story and giving people a little bit of a chance to get to know an amazing person, not just a runner, but an amazing person altogether. Christine, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? And let everybody know who Christine Dietrich is. Sure. And I'll try to be short and sweet. I'm a runner, of course, since I am on the show. I've been running for about eight years now. I am also a mom and have four wonderful kiddos throughout a huge range of ages. My youngest is five, my oldest is 16. So I've hit about every stage possible with kids there and all of the different challenges and fun things that comes with that. I also am the executive director of Habitat for Humanity of the Eastern Bighorns serving Sheridan County. So that is definitely a full-time job on top of full-time momming. And then uh, one of the fun things that I'm involved in through Habitat and pairs really nicely with my love of running is race directing the annual Wolf Creek Wrangle, which is a trail run at the Eaton's Ranch in Wolf, Wyoming, 5K, 10K, half marathon distance. So I get to do a lot of really fun things, a lot of really different things each and every day and just loving life. Awesome. Well, let's start a little bit and talk about your running life. What got you started running? Absolutely. Well, I was never a runner or a very active person at all before I started running. In high school, um, sports was not my forte. I was a music person. So running was more of a chore, if anything. You know, when you talk about that mile run in PE, I dreaded it. <laughs> so. And I dropped out of track. I was on the track team for a a short amount of time and then was like, this is not for me. Lo and behold, eight years ago, uh, I actually went and joined my mom and my sister on a fun run, a color run in Rapid City. And that was such a great experience. It was a, it was a 5k race. It was a lot of fun, of course, because they call it a fun run. Everyone's throwing these little bombs of colored powder at you the whole time. <laughs> That's and, awesome. And it was interesting. And doing that with my mom and my sister added a whole other level to it. And at the end of it, I remember thinking, gosh, you know, I can actually do this. That wasn't that bad. Uh, and I bet I could do it better the next time. <laughs> so- That's awesome. So I actually came back to Sheridan and one of my friends is a runner and she said, Hey, I saw you do that 5k. You should run with me. And, and so that's kind of where it all started. And it's just escalated ever since then. And I just keep signing up for more things and pushing myself a little bit harder every time. Awesome. So the 5k was your first start. When did you first run the Bighorn? mountain run? Oh, so a year later. Okay. (laughs) Like I said, it escalated really quickly. Uh, My friend was very encouraging, which is awesome. Uh, She also is the kind of person who 
who makes you push yourself to that next level that you're not really sure you can get to yet. But she signed me up for my first 10K. She signed me up for my first half marathon and we ran those races together. And then she said, let's do Bighorn. And then we ran that together. So it went from 5K to start where I couldn't even run the entire three miles. I had to stop and walk to doing the 18 miles a year later. That's awesome. I think I know who you're talking about, but go ahead and, and mention her name and give her a shout out. So I'm talking about Lacey Schwend. She lives out in the valley, in Tongue River Valley, where I used to live. And she's one of those runners who was running, well, before me. And she works at the Tongue River Valley Community Center. So she's still really involved in getting other people active as well. She's super awesome. Yeah. So hi, Lacey. I, Thank I you thought so that's who you were talking about. And she's like one of the, <laughs> one of the Sheridan legends of running. Wouldn't yes, she say? She I mean, she's she, done every run around Sheridan that you can name, right? She has, and, and in other places too. And she's also a really great example of trying new things and pushing your boundaries and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. So it's really admirable to see folks like that. And then to be a, a part of that group doing the same thing and accomplishing all of these really great things. Yeah. Yeah. Lacey is just neat. There's some people who try to discourage you from doing things. And then there's people like Lacey who say, there is no reason you can't do this. And I think we should all strive to be more like Lacey. So I think so too. Yeah. So your first Bighorn run, what was that like? Oh, it was interesting. I had never experienced Well, I can't say I've never experienced anything like it because my first half marathon was the Wolf Creek Wrangle. Oh, there you go. And that, I do not advise that trail run, which I race direct now, as your first half marathon. But (laughs) Yeah, because it's not a half marathon, Christine. (laughs) It's it's not. And again, and I'm getting, getting a little off track, but I ran that with Lacey and she did not tell me that it was longer than advertised. And I get about to mile 13 where, where I know it, we should be at the end, but we're not at the end and I don't see the ranch anywhere near us. And then she tells me, oh, by the way, this is longer than advertised. So yeah, that's I, that my first Wolf Creek, exactly the same thing. All right. So your first half marathon, Wolf Creek Wrangle, and then you end up on the Bighorn Mountain running yes. the 18, the 18 miler, right? Yes, the 18 miler. And that's the only distance I've done so far. Although I've done it several, I'm not even sure how many times, six times maybe since then. But it, it was a great race. It's very well directed. It's very well supported. Uh, the energy of that race is unparalleled to any other race I've ran so far. So it's a great, it's a great course for an 18 miler. Uh, and to just kind of get a taste of what ultra running could be or yeah. can be. It's, um, it's probably one of the best organized and well-run trail races in the United States, in my opinion. Well, and it's so much fun. Everyone that runs it and everyone at the aid stations, like I said, the energy is unparalleled. Everyone comes in with these really great attitudes. They're really encouraging. I got to a part that first time running Bighorn where I didn't think I could finish. And I got to a point in my brain where I didn't even really care. But the people at the end of that leg, the 
the last aid station, I believe it might be where they hand out the popsicles. Oh yeah. That's um, the best aid station in the world, isn't it? Oh my goodness. It saved me. And shortly after that, someone had a radio out, uh, you know, cheering you on with yeah. their song. Okay. I made it, I made it through. I finished it. And after I recovered, uh, I knew I was going to be doing it again. Yeah. Bighorn's just one of those things that if you're in the Sheridan area and you're a runner and you don't run Bighorn, it's like, Really? Seriously? Why aren't you? That will always be one of my favorite races ever in the history of mankind. What other type of runs have you done before we jump into your first ultra? Oh, goodness. I've done several. I, I don't even know. I don't keep track of how many I've done. I have a pie safe in my house where I just store all of my race bibs, and I really need to do something better with that. Yeah, well, so good many. luck with that. If you find out what to do with that, let me know. <laughs> I take I, pictures I, of them and throw them away. I'm like, I don't know that I want to keep them. Oh gosh, they take up a lot of room. Every race is so different. You know, the people that you run with, what you get at the end, they're all so different. And and I'm not sure how many 5K, 10Ks, halves I've done. I try to stay local. I don't do a lot of travel. I do have some really awesome ultra running friends who like to go to Utah and Colorado. And I'm thinking about exploring the surrounding area and, and cool. you know, branching out a little bit and not doing the same runs over and over. Uh, you know, you and I were talking before this about travel. That's the one thing that's probably holding me back is just the hassle, I guess, of getting from A to B now in, yeah. in these times. But I do know that I want to try something new in some different areas, some different weather I don't know, some different terrain, something that uh, that just throws in that extra level of, of challenge or unknown. I've only done one timed race before, and it was a virtual one. So after, you know, right after COVID started, there were a lot of virtual run opportunities. And my head was in such a weird place, just trying to, to get used to what on earth is going on in the world right now. Uh, so I signed up for a a six hour timed run, because at that point, I'd only ran a marathon before that was the longest distance I'd ran at the time. And so I wanted to see how far I could get in that six hours. And I ended up getting 23 miles. So I didn't awesome. get a, a, you know, a marathon in but that was really fun. It was definitely different. And virtual running, I've, I've decided like the virtual races is not for me, yeah. I need people with me to push me <laughs> and to, and to uh, get me out of my head when my head starts getting in the way. So this year, 2021, you completed your first ultra marathon, right? Oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. tell, tell us a little bit about it. What race was it and where was it? And what did you think? Oh my goodness. You know, so the race I ran was the 50 K sinks Canyon rough and tumble in Lander, Wyoming. It was absolutely beautiful. The terrain is similar to what we have here in Sheridan. I mean, it's only a hop, skip and a jump and away, really. Um, so you're out in these beautiful, beautiful mountain scenes, um, meadows. I mean, the course was beautiful. I do have to say it was probably, <laughs> I'm really bad at picking the first runs of things. So first half was Wolf Creek. That was a bad idea. Uh, first 50 K was this one and the race was amazing, but it was very, very hard. You climb, I 
think a total of 6,400 feet in elevation, you're climbing up above 9,000 feet, you're going back down, you're climbing back up above 9,000. And it's very, very steep and technical in a lot of places. I remember, you know, right around mile 19, <laughs> looking at my screenshots of the elevation maps, trying to figure out why I was still climbing up for yep. 19 miles. I, all I felt I was doing was just not even running, but climbing up these mountains. So <laughs> it was very, uh, very difficult, very challenging, certainly very rewarding when I finished. There were very strict time caps that I was worried about. The one thing about this race that was really awesome on a personal level for me is that I knew it was going to be hard. So I trained harder for this race than I've trained for any race before. Uh, what, well, you know, Christy Haswell, she's yep. amazing. She's yeah. She's I, I mean, a superwoman. Yeah, she is amazing. Is not the best word to describe her something above that, but she shared a 50 K training plan with me and I followed that to a T. Cool. Uh, there were several days where I couldn't make the mileage happen that I was supposed to do, but, uh, I followed that like my life depended on it. And it really did in this race. Uh, and so I, I didn't hit a point in the race where I, um, where, you know, your head gets in a place where you don't think you can finish. I never hit that. I, I think I was just on a runner's high almost the entire time. I'm not sure that will ever happen again for any future ultra, but it was a lot of fun. Um, I might do it again just to see if I have a better time. You know, you kind of have to do those things. Yep. Yeah, you kind of got to go, okay, I did that. I wonder if I can do better. Yeah, you got to go back. Mm-hmm. I won't go back this year. I'm going to give myself a year off. Awesome. Uh, and try some other ultras that maybe aren't as difficult. <laughs> yeah, do the do the Bighorn 50K. And you know, I am here. If you are living in Sheridan or if you're in the Sheridan area, they open it up to locals before it's open online. And so I am definitely going to run down there after christmas and snag my 50k spot give it a awesome go. Be fun. congrats you're gonna love it that's my favorite 50k i ever ran i ran it in 2016 it that was the hot year and okay. i think my shoes melted so, you know so. i find myself lucky i am surrounded by tons of friends like you who have way more experience than I do. So I can learn all the tricks, all of the things I shouldn't do, and hopefully be better equipped to survive in these kinds of situations. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Just knowing that I can do it now really helps. You know, once mentally you proved yourself that it's possible then why not just keep going? And of course, you'll have to stop at Bacon Station and to give you a, you know, a tiny slice of bacon. You know, yes. The, well, I know I've heard so much about it and I have not gotten to go to that aid station yet. So I'm going to have to get a selfie or something at the Bacon Aid Station. Absolutely. Get yourself a selfie at the Bacon Station. Yeah, that's one of the, one of the absolute best, most favorite. So Bighorn 50K, that's in the future and you're going to love that. So what other like running plans do you have for 2022? You know, I'm not really sure yet. I, like I said, I do want to do some things that are different. The 50K for Bighorn will be my first time at that distance. So that's a little different. Uh, I'm trying to figure out if I want to do the Run the Red in September, another 50K, just because it's a few months after Bighorn. I'm not really sure if I, well, 
I probably will anyway. I, was I always say, say you're hooked now. You're gonna you're gonna do it. You're hooked. I, you know, face it. You can't go back now. I caught myself. I caught myself saying that. You know, Kevin, my husband, gives me a lot of grief because I'll run a race uh, like the, the Big Horn Trail Run, for example, and I'll finish it and say, "Oh, I'm never doing that again." And then you know, the week later, I'm googling on my phone other races that I can do near me, and he just you know rolls his eyes and it's like there you go again so yep absolutely. never say never <laughs> i love it i love it that is so awesome so much fun well i know you're going to do awesome in your running career just because you've got the right mindset i got to run with you when i was out there in june and you just have you have the right mindset and so i i think you're going to go very far in your ultra running pursuits well, I'm not sure if I'll ever achieve the level that you're at right now because you're like Christy on these like little pedestals of awesomeness. You're way, way at the top. Amazing. I definitely look up to you and learn a lot from you. And so I don't know if I'll ever get there, but I'm certainly going to try. Thank work you. My way up. Yeah. Well, good. Well, yeah. Come, come on up to the insane world. There's lots of room <laughs> up here. So I'm about halfway there. So we'll there see. There you going. go. It's awesome. Well, let's jump into. Uh, Christine, the race director, how did this come about? Well, essentially it came with the job when I was hired as the executive director of Habitat for Humanity in 2015. This race had already been established. It was established in 2010. So it had been directed for about five years prior to myself. And so uh, it, all of the footwork and legwork to get it to where it is today had already been done. My job was a little easier. It's it's just more fun now because I love to run. So it's really awesome to just see this behind the scenes work and to be a part of it. I think it gives me a little bit of an edge just knowing what runners expect, you know, with aid stations and with courses. I already had had a taste of running the race before. And I loved the fact that and I still love the fact that it's different than what most people expect for a trail run. Uh, it's almost more like a survival run, just in the sense that you are essentially on your own and have to get through it by your own mental toughness because the course changes all the time. It's longer than advertised. It's very technical. Uh, so it's it's really great and fun to be a part of of leading it now and just hearing what everyone thinks. Um, and trying to do things different and make it better for following years is is fun. Wolf Creek Wrangle was always my favorite. I ran it the first time in 2015. So I ran it the first year that you were the race director of it. Oh, that's awesome. I did not yeah. even realize that. So that was my first year running it. And I fell in love with it and ran it every year until we moved. So I've run it uh, five times, I guess. Wow. Every year, the reason I love it is every year you can expect that it's different. I'll throw this out there to you to just think on. When we were finishing marking the trails this year, I asked Jeff, do you think we could do a run longer than a half marathon out here? And he said, oh, yeah, I think no we way. could do that. So I don't know if we can make it happen for this upcoming year. I'm going to try, wow. but in the next couple of years, I would expect to throw in 
some longer distances. You know, the great thing about Eaton's is it's full of opportunity. One of the other reasons I love running Wolf Creek Wrangle is that a lot of the proceeds go to one of my absolute favorite organizations in the United States, and that is Habitat for Humanity. So talk a little bit about Habitat for Humanity. In case there are some people that don't know what they do and how they, how people could get involved, not just in the Sheridan area, but all across the United States. Talk a little bit about it. Sure. Yeah. So Habitat for Humanity is an international organization. It's a Christian-based organization that focuses on building opportunities through housing for individuals and families who are low to middle income. So we provide a lot of resources to them, uh, financial resources and home buyer maintenance resources to kind of set them up for success also as they move into their homes. But the basis of that is to actually partner with them to build them a home and a new life essentially for their future. So Habitat for Humanity of the Eastern Bighorns serve Sheridan County only. So there's there's hundreds of other Habitat for Humanity affiliates across the United States and across the world. So I would encourage anyone who's interested to just do a search to see if there's one near you. There may even be a Habitat Restore near you, which is a discounted home improvement store open to the public. And those funds all support Habitat for Humanity's work. So look it up and see where you can give back, whether you're shopping at the ReStore, whether you are volunteering, which is so much fun. You know, I'm the executive director, but I love getting out there in the field. I learn something new every time. You know, it's a great organization to work work for and work with. Uh, And Mike, you may know this or you may not know this, but I was also a Habitat for Humanity homeowner in 2011. I remember that. My experience with the organization spans, you know, clear back to then when I was in need of a house to today, where I am so blessed to be able to work with other families who are on their own journeys to make a house possible and a home possible for them. Awesome. Thank you. Last topic here. You're also an incredible mom. And uh, in case people want to know, your Instagram handle is at Herd Mama, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, and so right. tell us a little bit about your incredible husband, Kevin, who should be legendary in his own right, because he's an amazing man. And uh, so tell us about Kevin and your family. Oh, my goodness, my little family and my little herd. So hence the name Herd Mama. I refer to my pack of children as my herd because there's so many of them. There's four of them. And Kevin really is amazing. He puts up with a lot for me and supports me in all of my running craziness. Uh, Even if he gives me grief, like I said, about, oh, I'm not going to do that anymore. And then sign up for a distance that's twice as far. You know, my kids are Lily, who's five, Cameron, who's 12, Sierra, who's 14, and Coulter, who's 16. So I have teenagers in the house. Pray for me. Oh my goodness. They grow so fast. Everyone. I mean, I remember when Lily, I remember when you had Lily. Yes. And she's five now. You just said five. And I'm like, God, yes. how did that happen? So, yes. okay. she's, in, she's in kindergarten. She, wow. she rules our household. She's the one that's actually in charge. <laughs> um, but no, really they're, they're great kids. I, I love my family and, 
and you know all of them including kevin put up with with me uh with my running with my work and i try to involve them as much as i can in all of those things i think it's really important for them to see hey look at what mom's doing over here she looks like she's dying but she's crossing the finish line that's so awesome and to the other part of where anytime I can have them with me at work, helping on the job site or in the office or taking them to the store, I like to do that also so that they can see, wow, you know, look at these houses and gosh, you know, this is where we came from too. We used, we used to have a house that someone helped us build. And so even though it does take a lot of my time on both of those things, involving them in those is really important to me and, and just hoping that they take away something from it. Awesome. Here, I want you to talk about this whole integration of being a mom, being a wife, being a businesswoman, being a really amazing athlete. How do you hold it all together, Christine? You know, I'm not really sure that I do, but I try really hard. I think it's just a matter of making the time. I, I think time seems to be a barrier for a lot of folks or or just not even realizing your full potential either. Once you start making the time, everything else kind of falls falls in place. You know, when I was training for my ultra, it was a matter of getting up before everyone else was awake and getting it done. Or everyone knew that on the weekend was going to be a longer run. And so I, you know, I wasn't going to be there, but the reward and result at the end was going to be worth it. And this was something that was important to me. And and that's important to show to them. It's just, like I said, I think just carving out the time. And, and then as you start achieving things, as soon as you start pushing your boundaries a little bit and realizing that it's possible. The impossible is really possible. Um, you just got to dig deep. It just motivates you further to, to keep going. You know, and I had every excuse in the book on why not to run or why not to work out. And gosh, I, I wish I had pushed myself, um, the way that I do now, you know, back then, and I'm in a much better headspace now. I'm a happier person. I'm a better mom for it. I'm a better boss for it. Everything just kind of falls into place. So it's definitely doable. Um, anyone can take even 10 minutes out of a day and walk around the block on a break at work or whatever. Everyone's got to start somewhere. I started somewhere um, and here I am today. That is awesome. You could not conclude this interview for this podcast any better than what you just said, Christine. Kind of finish it up. You have one thing to say to somebody who says, Christine, I could never run an ultra marathon. (laughs) You know, eight years ago, I would have said the same thing to myself, but I just did an ultra this summer. So I think it just goes back to what I had said. The impossible is really possible. Uh, We all have potential inside us that we just have not tapped into or discovered yet. You got to get there because it'll change your life. Awesome. Thank you so much, Christine. That'll do it for this episode of Living an Alter Life. 